Hey there, I'm Natalie Abbott, and this is The Dwell Podcast. At Dwell, we help you memorize one Bible verse every month. On our weekly podcast, we talk about what our verse means, how it's challenging us, and about how the God of the universe wants to connect with us in our daily lives. Today on episode two of the Dwell podcast, we get to hear from Lauren McAfee. She is a woman of many talents and interests, and you can read more about her, read her articles that she's published, find links to books she's authored and other things on her website at laurenamcafee.com. But in this episode, we just get to chat with her and meet her, and you're going to love her. She's really awesome, and she's just was such a joy to get to meet, so I'm excited for you to meet her. Uh, she shares with us in this episode about growing up, how she met her husband, and how they actually survived writing a book together without a double homicide. I mean, just some really great tips here, though. So sit back and enjoy this time with Lauren. Well, welcome, Lauren. So glad you're here with us today. Um, Lauren is an author. She's a new mom. She has got just a lot of things happening in life. She actually picked our verse for this month. So I'm super excited to have her joining us today. And so first of all, I'm just going to kind of let you talk a little bit about yourself, kind of let us know. I'm sure we'll, you know, we've got all kinds of things about you that people can read and find out and they can go to your website, but like, we would love to just hear from you a little bit about who you are and what's going on in life. Well, thanks for having me on. This is so fun. I'm looking forward to the conversation. I have loved following Dwell just at, I've, you know, found, found out about it through social media, which it was super I don't, I don't even know how it happened, but just found out about y'all and I'm just loving, loving the connection and love what y'all do. But I am, yeah, I'm based in Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. So I was born and have been raised here and lived here most of my life. Um, I did get to live in New York City for about a year, uh, a couple years back and absolutely loved it. So I feel like I can be at home in both Oklahoma <laughs> and New York. So I love them both. But Oklahoma City is where I'm at, back where I'm at now, um, where my husband and I um, have been. Uh, we met here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we both grew up in Oklahoma and went to the same church. So, so my husband and I, we've been married for 10 years, but we met when we were seven years old. No way. Yeah. So seven-year-olds in Sunday school is <laughs> how we met. Okay, wait, so I want to know, if you met your husband as a seven-year-old, do you re- do you actually remember, like, having, like, in, an interaction that was funny, uh, weird, yeah. or, like, or was he, like, the Bible quiz kid that, like, knew all the answers, or, I mean, that. what expected yes. you, you did? He was, he was that. He knew all the Bible answers. Um, he, from the time that he was seven, has been, had been saying he wanted to grow up and be a pastor, so well, he kidding. was that kid, yeah. Oh my God. And, and he did, you know, he's a, he's a pastor these days. So, um, I don't remember him until probably, I don't have memories of him until like middle school. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we have pictures from when we were younger and, you know, he was just one of the other boys in my Sunday school class to me. Um, did he remember you though? Was he like, yes. she's the cute redheaded girl, like Charlie Brown. Yes. He remembers <laughs> me earlier than I remember him. I love it. <laughs> I love sure. it. Uh, so yeah, so we, we just kind of grew up together and, um, in kind of middle school, we became really good friends. We were in a little friend group that we, you know, all hung out at church together. And whenever we got into high school, we kind of were just 
really close friends. He was one of my best, best guy friends. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, a couple years of just being really good friends turned into, we can Michael says one of his greatest accomplish, accomplishments in life was escaping the friend zone. So <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love it. So uh, we started dating at the end of uh, high school when we were 17. Man, and I think that would be a really hard transition. Yeah. It, it was like, we were both, it was like, we could, we both kind of knew we were interested in each other, but we were really slow to kind of have the conversation and, and start, you know, dating or whatever as 17 year olds, because we knew it was like, okay, well, we don't, we, ha- we love being friends. Like we don't want to mess that up. So we were very, very chill about it. Um, but yeah, dated for a while and then got married in college, right? For we, we got married the summer before our senior year of college. So we, okay. we finished school together. We were both at the University of Oklahoma and both studying uh, letters, which is a classics degree that's okay. yeah. in history, literature, and philosophy. So we were in the, the same program. So our senior year, we were married and like going to all the same classes. And Oh my gosh, you guys were ridiculous. Part-time jobs to, you know, be able to pay for our the roof over our heads and the uh-huh. food. But yeah, it was good times. And now I we've been- love that. That's very, that's very kind of romantic to think about, like going to the same classes together and be like, okay, you're working at your little part-time job and I'm doing my thing. We live in married housing or whatever. I love it. it. Great season. Yeah. But we had a professor who was, who was teaching our intro to Christianity class and he thought it was very, first he thought it was very odd that we were married because it, you know, it was a large state school, not many I mean, hardly any of our friends were even seriously dating people, and we were mm-hmm. like 21 and married. So he he thought it was very unique that we were married, and and then it was the first time he had said he'd ever had a married couple in his class. So he was kind of like thought that this was very interesting. So <laughs> now was he? This was like an intro to Christianity mm-hmm. at Oklahoma, so it probably wasn't like in like. What you would have at like a Bible college, right? Right. Yeah. No. No. It was like a secular perspective of looking at kind of the history of uh, Christianity from a secular perspective. Yeah. So oh, man. it was. He it was thought you guys were weird. <laughs> yeah. I. He definitely did. I'm pretty sure of that. <laughs> That's great. Uh, it's fun to be the weirdo and be okay yeah, with yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> So tell me about your life now. You guys recently wrote a book together, which I actually listened to. I didn't read it. I I listened to it, which was super fun because you guys both read it. We did. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so Michael and I, we, since we finished our undergraduate degree at the University of Oklahoma, we both went on to do master's degrees at seminaries. Mm -hmm. And we're both now um, in a PhD program uh, at a seminary. And so we have just really enjoyed, obviously, formal education. We're still in it, but um, just the opportunity to study God's word and theology at deeper levels and be challenged in that. Mm -hmm. And so um, that's just kind of been a part of both of our our passions is um, studying God's word. and, And so for... For Michael and I, we we have a love for God's word, and we've had opportunities also in our jobs to kind of have conversations around what the Bible means to other people. So Michael and I both mm-hmm. work for the Museum of the Bible, 
which is a new a museum in Washington, D.C. that opened just two years ago that's all dedicated to talking about kind of the, the Bible, the history of the Bible, the impact of the Bible, and the, the story, the narrative of the Bible. And so we were both mm-hmm. working for a museum of the Bible and having the opportunity to talk about what the Bible is and what it means to people and have a conversation with other individuals of, you know, what is, what is the Bible meant to you? What, what is your perspective on the Bible? How has the Bible impacted you? Hmm. And as millennials, Michael and I had the opportunity to do that with, with millennial audiences and, and small groups of people that were our age. And we, we saw both from the experiences in our conversations, as well as research that had come out from Lifeway and, and Barna and other groups that millennials are the least Bible-engaged generation in the history of America as far as they've kind of been tracking this. Mm -hmm. And so um, because of our own passion for this and then also kind of seeing um, the reality of our generation in in terms of kind of the the state of their Bible engagement, we just had a burden for wanting to kind of open dialogue and create the conversation and also kind of... Mm -hmm figure out, try and navigate and figure out why is that, that our generation has, has so, um, strongly pushed the Bible away and said, you know, this is not for us. Right. Um, Not not everyone, obviously. Um, I, I think that one of the unique things about the millennial generation is that while there is a large group of, uh, non Bible engaged millennials, those that do claim to have a faith or be Christians um, are are typically very engaged. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. those who, who have the faith are typically um, more engaged than even previous generations. Um, they're just a smaller contingency uh, in terms right. of our, our group. So, so that is what led us to write the book, Not What You Think. The tagline mm-hmm. is, why the Bible might be nothing we expected, yet everything we need. And, and so we kind of, um, we had, we'd read a lot of books written from older, um, older generations, kind of looking down on millennials and mm-hmm. with a bit of a um, critical tone. Like, hey, about. you're talking about me. <laughs> yeah. And so we, you know, we were writing as millennials to our own generation with, mm-hmm. with an empathetic tone of, you know, like we get it, like we understand yeah. the, some of the different things that have impa- impacted and influenced our generation and kind of what we grew up with and, and how the information age and, and technology in terms of the internet and social media have, we've grown up with that and how that's affected the way we see things like truth, how we think about the concept of truth and, and, um, the Bible, which we claim to be ultimate truth. And so we try to, yeah, with an empathetic uh, voice, challenge our generation that, hey, you know, most of us, we found that most of us that have dismissed the Bible don't actually know what the Bible is about and don't know what the real message of the book is. And so, um, we just encourage them to read the book, read the book, meaning the Bible, read the Bible for themselves uh, before they prejudge it. And so that's kind of, um, what led us to writing that book and kind of the heart behind what, what we were hoping to do. Well, okay. So I have a question. I love 
So I love everything about the book. I enjoyed it immensely. I want other people to read it. I just feel like you did a really great job of kind of coming to the crux of the problem is that, you know, you can't can't judge a book by its cover, so to speak. Um, and so just because the Bible has gotten so much negative press, you know, it doesn't yeah. mean that it's not a valuable thing to, to check out for yourself. And especially the way that you engage with um, your audience in a way that is relatable and funny at times. And it, just was, <laughs> it was just so great. But let me, let me ask you this. This is my question about that book. Cause I thought, oh my gosh, if I ever wrote a book with my husband, would we kill each other? Like, would we actually live through that experience? Like, was it easy? I mean, obviously, so yeah. you guys have, been, know, have known each other. You've been in school and classes together. Like, was it super easy or was it really hard? Like, what were the challenges <laughs> and the joys of doing that? Yes, yeah. So uh, there were definitely both, definitely challenges and joys. So Michael and I have had we had the benefit of having worked together at museum of the Bible. So we, we kind of knew each other's work style yeah. and where we dis like disagreed with each other on how we did things, but we had both kind of come to this mutual understanding of like, okay, like we do things differently. It's not right or wrong. It's just, we have different processes mm -hmm. and that's okay. And so, um, that was hugely helpful then approaching writing a book together, um, which meant we were working obviously really closely together. I mean, we're writing this book together. Yeah. I mean, every word, like we're both uh, working on it. Um, so there were still challenges, but I think it was super helpful that we kind of. But you're still married. So we're still married. Yeah, we, you know, the, we, we kind of had to work through figuring out a system where, you know, he would really work on hashing out some sections and I would do mm. others and then we'd kind of come together and uh edit each other's stuff and add things so so we could kind of team effort kind of you you take this I'll take this and then we'll kind of come together and work on it so I think that helped too we kind of each had our, our assignments I guess right, you could say. right. I'm just so impressed like I can't even hang blinds <laughs> with my husband without like some kind oh, of hard, happening. I'm like oh no here come the power tools it's gonna you know it's all <laughs> on the line are we gonna make it yes. so I just yeah. the idea of doing that for however many months or years that you guys tackled that project I'm just I applaud you and it was it's such a great book and then you reading it out loud it was just so fun yeah well the so. reading it part was was um not a super contentious part I tease about it but he really wanted us to read it uh -huh. and I was less enthusiastic about doing the reading um and so we did end up doing the reading so you know if you get <laughs> the audiobook as you know it's our voices so uh -huh. he read half and I read half but I, he really like enjoyed the process of reading it out loud and I am not good at reading out loud so that it's just like, you know, takes a lot more mental work mm -hmm. for me to kind of read. And, um, so it was a, a long, uh, process to get the recording done, but we did it and you know, <laughs> Michael's super pumped and I'm, I mean, I'm glad that it's our voices, but oh, yeah, it's awesome. that was, it's that awesome. was uh, his preference. Well, that's about all we have time for for this episode, but tune in to our next two episodes to hear more from Lauren McAfee. Hey, thanks for joining us on The Dwell Podcast. 
You can find out more about us at Dwell Differently on Instagram, Facebook, and at dwelldifferently.com online. We help people connect with God through scripture memory, daily posts, a weekly blog, and of course, this podcast.